We are back yet again here on the Thick Man Inc. Podcast, and this week we have many scintillating and percolating topics to discuss with you, dear viewers, but first, we have a topic which is very near and dear to my heart. That is the Buffalo Bills and their recent decline, and I was so sure the Bills had it put together this year. They had it figured out. That one loss this year is pishaw nothing. They were going to sweep the table, go 15-1, and 16-1, 17 games is stupid, and tramps on through the playoffs. But instead, they are a lowly 7-6 and six and fighting for a wildcard spot. And this is for many reasons, but I would like to first state there is one man who is not to blame, and that man is the great Josh Allen. Josh Allen is in no way responsible for the Bills' decline this season. He is doing everything he can, and is just not quite good enough. I'll let you know a little spoiler, folks. No quarterback in the league would have this team a much better record. It's just Josh Allen. He's that good. He's one of the best. He might be the best in a few years, but I digress. Well, the real I, issue. I, I don't. The real issue. I don't. The real, <laughs> the real issue is uh, their O-line is very unfortunate. That is the best way I can think to say it. Not particularly good blockers. Their tackles are fairly solid in pass protection, so he doesn't get lit up consistently in the passing game compared to some other teams. It's not as bad, but the interior of that offensive line is sorry, and it doesn't let them run the ball. And I don't know if that's because they have zero confidence in their running backs or outside running, but they don't run the ball at all. It becomes very obvious what they're doing, and really is a shame. Why do you think they don't run the ball, Tristan? I made a TikTok about this topic already. Follow our TikTok. But after watching the Bills lose to yet another team that is looking to compete for a Super Bowl, I think they're completely cooked when it comes to considering them as a Super Bowl contender. I think they have little to zero chance of winning three or four playoff games in a row. And a little bit of the pushback that I received on TikTok from some Bills fans or NFL, you know, just our fans in general, because, you know, we, we have so many of those, is that they played the Bucks close and they were close to winning the game and they brought the game to overtime but my rebuttal to that would be so you all of a sudden trust them to win games like that after losing those types of games all season and do that multiple times in a row to win a Super Bowl I just don't see that happening their on the field play is way too inconsistent and Isaiah spoke to this a little bit already but their roster flaws and mainly offensive philosophy they're not going to help them win games and we saw in the Patriots game they don't have the ability to win ugly under bad weather conditions they cannot run the ball and a lot of people are pointing to their running back personnel, but I don't even necessarily think that's the biggest issue. I don't, I'm not in love with their three running backs, their trio of running backs, and I, but I also don't hate their running backs. I'll jump in here for I say, I feel you are being a little disingenuous when you mention the loss of the Buccaneers. You know, and I know there was a distinct third party playing a role in that loss. The pass interference, which was, and the pass interference, which was not. One was called, one wasn't. You know what I'm talking about. That game goes completely differently if Dick getting tackled in the end zone is rightly so awarded a penalty. Instead, what are you going to do? The refs are always going to have Brady's side. Bills very easily could have won that game. Then you look at the bad weather game, as you put it. Bad weather does not do that game justice. There were 500 mile an hour winds coming out of the east. Josh Allen could not throw the ball more than three yards before it went in the upper atmosphere thanks to the wind pressure. Kickers were getting slapped in the face as soon as the ball left their foot. It was a bad show all around. Like You cannot blame a pass-heavy offense for losing that game. What I can blame whoever is the Bills run defense and their run defense is pretty bad and by pretty bad I mean 
real bad. And by real bad, I mean one of the worst in the NFL when they have to play good running backs. Don't get me wrong, they lock up teams like the Jaguars, the Jets, and the uh, Saints on the ground, but then they have to deal with playoff Lenny, they have to deal with the wonders that are King Henry, and just a bunch of very solid running backs, Jonathan Taylor, and they keep getting gouged by them. And the real problem with this, they play in a conference with a bunch of good running backs. They will have to beat multiple good running backs or running teams in the playoffs in order to advance, and they're not going to be able to do that. That is why they are truly cooked. Well, that's that's comes down to, I mean, I kind of gave a rebuttal to that line of thinking already. Is like, okay, fine, maybe they win the Bucks game, but when there's less than ideal circumstances, the Bills have shown time and time again the inability to come up clutch and win those games or win those games convincingly. And you spoke to their run game, but their offense is the biggest issue and they don't have the worst offense. I mean, they have a solid offense through the air. It really comes down to offensive philosophy. In the games they've lost, their average rush attempts from their running backs is around 12, which is even inflated by the fact in the Patriots game, they had 19 attempts due to the bad weather. When the Bills offense and its success relies entirely on Josh Allen's ability to jump over someone or throw the ball 70 yards downfield, it is going to be a lot harder to succeed. You look at some of the other offenses in the AFC, the Ravens offense, who which runs through Lamar, they still run the ball effectively with their running backs and make an effort to integrate them within their offense. I mean, Devonta Freeman has had a couple big games where he came in clutch, had goal line carries. And then you look at the Bills offense and the feeling I get when watching the Bills offense operate is that they're only handing it to the running backs because they feel like they have to hand it to the running backs. It does not feel like the handoff to Zach Moss to the right or a pitch to Brita on the right or any type of handoff to the running back has any purpose in a play call sequence or purpose to that drive. When they integrate great Josh Allen into the run game he, he's successful because he's good at it and it, it does feel like it has some type of purpose so I think that's what they do poorly with their offense is they don't integrate running backs well into their game plan and it's more even that they feel like they have to do it and then you look at a team like the Chiefs who maybe the Bills are even trying to imitate the Chiefs this year have finally or the Chiefs later in the season after they lost a bunch of games realize that the run game needs to play a key part in their ability to convert touchdowns in the red zone and they started utilizing the run more on first second and third down to allow them to pass the ball down the field more or take advantage of the play action game more the Chiefs also got to play a Charmin ultra soft schedule for the but past I, I few just games think it, it really comes down to the Bills offensive philosophy and the way they integrate the run with the pass is their biggest issue on the offensive side of things. Now, so I always say the fact they're often solely relying on Josh Allen and nothing else and everybody knowing it still results in a seven win team testament to the greatness of that man but I sort of agree with you. I think the defensive run stopping is more of an issue because, let's be frank, if you're having to pass the entire game, that makes it a lot harder to run because if teams can just gouge you on the ground early, you know you've got a pass to get back in the game. So defenses can just drop eight men back in coverage and ruin Josh Allen's passing game. He still finds some success. He's a really good quarterback, but can't have the true success he's accustomed to because they are playing the pass so heavy. Part of that's the running game. Part of that's the circumstances Yeah, well, I understand that's part of the circumstances of the game, but it's... It's still the way they call the game, in my opinion, because you look at the Chiefs and they're still, you know, passing 60 to 70 uh, an insane amount of times during a game. But type of run plays they're calling, uh, when they call run plays with the running backs, it feels more integrated and complementary to their passing game. Whereas with the Bills, I feel like that's not so much the case. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I, I've watched every single Bills game, but from the games I have watched and when I watch them be unsuccessful, that's what I'm taking away from 
the game. Well, what I'm taking away from this game is that you're a huge hater. The Bills will win out <laughs> if you want to say Super that. Bowl, but <laughs> they might. They do not play anyone the rest of their schedule, which helps for the playoff push. So you want to you want to stick the with the AFC? Who's the AFC favorite, Isaiah? Well, the AFC favorite clearly the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't dance in the grave for too long. Celebrate when they were uh, five and five, not five and five, four and four at the start of the year. They've won what five straight. Not a good idea to celebrate the downfall of a dynasty. That dynasty come right back, punch you in the mouth. They're clearly the best team in the AFC. There's no contest. There's no conversation. They will humiliate the Patriots if given the opportunity. Mac Jones ain't ready for the playoffs. He doesn't do well in the cold. We saw him doing that penguin shuffle to the huddle in the Bills game last week. So they're clearly the top dog. You cannot sit here and tell me you don't think the Chiefs would dominate anyone in the AFC. Well, I, I'm going to agree with you, but I, you know that the video that you, we posted on TikTok where you talked about the Chiefs. Uh, some people may call you a bit of a, a flip flopper. You know they, they weren't too happy with your take on the Chiefs. The key is to be ago. consistently inconsistent. But you know, speaking to the Patriots, I think they are one of the most well-rounded teams in the NFL from a roster standpoint. I mean, they have two great tight ends. They have a great defense all around. The Matthew Judon signing was terrific. They have good corners. Kyle Duggar's been a good safety for him. And they have the ability to win ugly games, which we saw against the Bills because of how good Damian Harris is and how good Ramon J. Stevenson is. That being said, I I don't think they actually are. And it, it comes down to the Chiefs have been there before and the Chiefs should be the favorites. They have a chance to go to their third Super Bowl in a row. Uh, they've Patriots have also been there before. Just going to throw that out there. You're kind of overlooking a dynasty, which ended a few years ago. I mean, Still the got team, some hangover The from team that. has been there before, but there is not much experience within the active players. They still got enough starters and Kika Troopers hanging over. I don't really agree with that point in particular. Also, the guys who came in young who may not have been there. Name for the, the starters on the offense that are carryover from the last Are you time going to make me consult the great ESPN to look at their offensive line starters? Well, Damian Harris wasn't. Ramondre Stevenson wasn't. Neither of the tight ends were on the team at the time. I don't think Jacoby Myers was on the team at the time so none of the key players on their offense whoa, were whoa, on whoa, the whoa. Last none of their team. key players on their offense were on the last year you know there are these five guys up front tristan who kind of are important there's this fellow named isaiah Wynn. i believe he has a ring to his name shrimp brown there i don't think he he may he may have been injured at the time because that might have been when he was drafted anyway this this is a stupid it's argument. not a stupid argument the people who weren't there have experience in that winning culture if they came in after the fact the culture does doesn't disappear because they stopped well the culture and really the they culture, never stopped they, winning <laughs> They had one down season with Scammer Newton, and then they immediately went back to winning. You know, they definitely have a winning culture. It's better than most cultures in the NFL. I mean, it's better than the Jets culture, or it's, you know, better than the Browns culture. But back to the Chiefs. They have won six games in a row, seven of their last eight. And in all those wins, their defense has been very good. They've held opponents to 17 or less points in every single one of those games. I think the most points a team has scored in the games they've won is actually the Giants. (laughs) And in four of those games that they've won they've held their opponents to less than 10 points their defense is no longer a liability and i think one of the most underrated signings is the fact where trades i'm pretty sure they traded for melvin ingram and he gave them the roster flexibility to move chris jones back inside and he's been dominant there he's been from games i've watched he's been popping off the screen constantly and you know isaiah a couple weeks ago people won't even remember this but you alluded to the fact that chris jones and tyron matthew were cooked they've both returned to the prominence and it does look like 
like I say Chris Jones was cooked the because they moved him to defensive end and were paying him defensive end money. He's still overpaid for a nose tackle or a three technique. Like, you can't ignore that context. He was cooked as an end and they had to make a trade to save him. You did not say he was yes, cooked I as an know, end. Yes, I certainly did. You just said did. that Chris Jones and you Tyron stooge, Matthew you clown, were cooked. You, you are trying to undermine me. I thought we said a while ago we weren't going to try and do these little gotcha modes. Like, oh, look better, wrong. Guys, if we want to do that, you don't win this <laughs> argument. But I can go find so many glacial takes of yours. I can go comb through that TikTok and we can just sit here and have a podcast of, oh, you said that and we're wrong. Oh, I said this and I was wrong. <laughs> if you want to do that, by all means, I win that little debate. But if you want to talk about the honey badger being wrong, I may have been wrong on that. I don't know. Let's see what our friends at PFF say about his film since he's got such a wonderful relationship with them. But Chris Jones was cooked as a defensive end and they had to make a trade to save him. Let me speak to the more conventional Chiefs haters and the more conventional Chiefs detractors that somehow think the Chiefs are some terrible team just because Patrick Mahomes has had some games where he didn't play out of his mind. I think that whole concept is ridiculous. The Chiefs offense is still top five in yards per game and it's still a top 10 scoring offense. I think it's they're sitting at eight. They're still putting up numbers, but because Patrick Mahomes is on pace to throw for 32 touchdowns instead of 50, people think he's cooked or they think he's not at least the third best quarterback in the NFL. I've seen some people say he's not even top five. They're super delusional. And to, to these people, when Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in 2004, he threw 28 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. His fifth year in the league. In 2019, won and won the Super Bowl. He threw 29 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. So can we stop this narrative that the Chiefs can't win a Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes isn't on pace to throw for over 40 touchdowns? I The people that are saying that, I just think are so incompetent. Tristan, you care too much about the opinions of 12-year-olds on TikTok. You keep alluding to these faceless masses. These faceless masses still get their shoes tied from them by their parents and get excited when they see oh, lunchables in their backpack. I, I, know, I, know you're, I know you're an avid Twitter user. You're yeah, telling me you Twitter don't users see are also 12 years argument. old. What the fuck do you think this is? Everyone online I do not know personally is 12 in my opinion. And every person who claims to be a woman is in fact not a woman. I don't care what voice changer they're using. They're an 80 year old man who wants pics of your Johnson. But they will not be getting <laughs> pics of my Johnson. Thank you very much. So when it comes down to it, the, Ch- the Chiefs offense isn't necessarily as good as it has been, but there is always that potential because they ha- still have all of their key players on the team. Their offensive line is better than it was when they played the Bucks in the Super Bowl last year. And their defense is objectively much better the way it's been playing over the last eight weeks. So I they have an elite quarterback. They have a better defense. They know what it takes to make it to the Super Bowl. They have to be the favorites in the AFC. I don't understand how anyone can say anything else. You know, Some people now are saying, oh, the Chargers have to be the favorites. But Justin Herbert has never been there. He's never made it to a Super Bowl. So right Again, now, who I is think saying the Chargers are the favorites? Find me a verified Twitter account which says that. I beg you. We will consult out the program. Tristan will edit it in if he manages to find this. But like, I don't know, man. You're probably up some straw man arguments here. It's about to turn into a political podcast real quick. I'm not even saying that the majority of people are disagreeing with me. I'm saying there are some people that disagree. And I, these are some of the teams that people have thrown out. I've seen people throwing out arguments for. So probably think at this point, 70% of people probably think the Chiefs are the favorite and 20% think the Patriots are the favorite. And then the rest of the percentages are split up. It's not like I'm saying, oh, 
I'm fighting for the little man. The Chiefs are being down by everyone. It may sound like that a little bit, I guess, but in reality, that's not what I actually think. Well, you talked about experience in the Super Bowl, a team which has zero experience in the Super Bowl in recent memory, but has plenty of NFC Championship game experience, is the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers have seized a hold on the one seed in the NFC, but let's be honest with ourselves. We have all seen this song and dance before. We know how this is going to go. They are not the best team in the NFL. They're not the best team in the NFC, and they're going to lose at best in the NFC Championship. And there are too many good teams in the NFC where the Packers just aren't going to be able to win. You put them up against the Buccaneers, we know what happens in that game. Aaron Rodgers refuses to run. You put them up against the Rams with the return of Odell Beckham Jr. to form. I don't think that game goes the same as it did last time. Staff half for my turn to Matt Stafford real quick on him. You put them up against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals could be a real threat if Kyle Murray ever manages to unbreak himself. But let's be honest, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So... I don't think they're getting through those three teams. I wouldn't say they're a top three team in the AFC. Might be better than the Cardinals. Not better than the Rams or the Page or Rams and the Bucks. I I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. I don't really see an argument for any other team. I think they have the best resume of any other team in the NFL at this point in the season. And from a talent standpoint, no one is really close to the Packers. They found a way to beat the Cardinals when their entire wide receiving core was injured, and they lost uh, uh, Robert Tunyon during that game because Aaron Rodgers is that guy. The win over the Cardinals proved that the Packers can win a game given adversity and less than ideal conditions, which is very important come playoff time. On Monday night, we also saw the Rams beat the Cardinals and the Packers easily handled the Rams. The score was closer than the final result in the Packers-Rams game, but the Packers ran the ball 30 times. They spread the ball around to eight different rece- eight different players through the air and they found a way to win. Finally, you know, they do have three losses on their schedule, but two of them don't and shouldn't count. I'm not going to say don't count because they did count. Two of them shouldn't count. They would have beat the Chiefs if Jordan Love wasn't starting and wasn't playing if Aaron Rodgers never got COVID. And then the loss to the Saints... Who really cares? Week one doesn't matter. The Jaguars won a game last year in week one. It was their only win of the season. You know, I've made that point multiple times. And then their only other loss in the schedule is to the Vikings. That wasn't a good loss. But, you know, the Vikings decided to show up that game. It was a division rival. You know, division rivals sometimes find a way That's to win That's not games. a thing in the, the NFL. Cowboys. It is a thing in the... What do you Just mean? Just because the Giants beat the Cowboys once a decade when they shouldn't doesn't mean that's a thing. The rivalries are much more important in college football. They really don't matter in the NFL, but I'm going to go back to something you start your old tirade yeah, monologue and or take. rant. Ta- Packers are the most talented team in the NFL. Come on, man. Come on. You're better than that. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Playoff Lenny, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Bray, Tom Brady, and that's just the offensive side of the ball. They got the best nose tackle in football. They got Richard Sherman in the secondary. They got the three-fingered wonder on the defensive line. The Buccaneers are so much more talented than the Packers offensively. It is not even funny. I think their defenses are pretty comparable, but I take the Buccaneers. You just went on this rant about how the Chiefs had this experience. why they were in a per position. What team is more Super Bowl experienced than a team led by Tom Brady, than a team which won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs last year. It is comical that you think they're even worth being mentioned in the same breath as the Buccaneers. We know how this song and dance goes. The Packers will be humiliated by a better team in the FC Championship, and that team is going to be the Buccaneers. Well, the best team doesn't always win the game. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL, but if the Packers do have to play the Buccaneers in the playoffs, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous, and I'd be lying if I said I definitely think I'm going to take the Packers to win that game. I mean, uh, everyone 
who's ever talked about the 2008 Super Bowl between the Giants and Patriots, I think almost every person is going to say the Patriots were a better team except for me. You so, like, like, I think they're the best team so in the times. NFL. And I, I do agree with the sentiment that don't at this point i'm on the bandwagon of don't bet against tom brady so if they have to play the buccaneers it is going to be a close game i just think the packers are the best team in the nfl and i I also said that a couple weeks ago so the team which you think would beat the packers in the head-to-head which has the same record which has more offensive talent which has the greatest quarterback of all time i didn't say they are a worse team than the team named the green bay packers i mean we've seen the buccaneers lose games that they shouldn't have, that you kind of left you scratching your head about yeah, why they found a way losing to, lose to the that Saints, game. right? That's crazy. Nobody would be able to do that. Imagine losing to a mediocre team. Week one, week Still now one. on the schedule, pal. I don't know what to tell you. Imagine losing to a team like the Vikings, a middling team who is barely on the fringes of the uh, playoff picture. It happens, man. Like, look, Patriots lost the football. Excuse me, the Buccaneers lost the football team. Packers lost to the Vikings. Every team's going to have weird losses. No team has a perfect schedule this year it's not that type of season but the fact you can come in here and say oh i think the buccaneers would beat the packers but i think the packers are better it's just i i don't get that sentiment the buccaneers lost to the saints with trevor simeon i don't care but this is what we're going to close the podcast now i've got a fun little factoid for you tristan are you ready for this factoid sure is this gonna be another the earth is and flat no, no, we're it's not the soda. earth is flat and that was a very hard-hitting question which you weren't ready for are you aware of the fact that when Eli Manning was competing in the Super Bowl and was winning playoff games, that his defense never allowed the offense to score more than 20 points, the opposing offense to score more than 20 points in a game Eli Manning won as a quarterback in the playoffs? Were you familiar with that fact? I was not familiar with that specific fact. How can you claim that he didn't get carried by his elite defense? I rest my case. Anyway, that has been this week's podcast. Let us know what you think down in the comment section below. No, Be no, sure no, no. to like, comment, <laughs> share, subscribe. Follow us on TikTok if you're not somehow already following following us and we will see you later isaiah knows how incredibly flawed his argument is so that's why he's not letting me respond have a good one enjoy the podcast we'll see you next week or whenever we see you